What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio. Only on PSN Radio. What does that mean, Angela? That means, how are all you? I am very pleased to see you this afternoon. How many languages can you speak? I can speak altogether three of the space languages. One is Venusian, the second is Kruger, the planet Kruger 60b, and Pluto. What about Plutonian? What does that sound like? Plutonian is... How did you learn these languages? These languages have been a gift sent from me from the actual people by rays. And even at this moment, although you cannot see them, they are sending these rays down to help me. By some mental process or some 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 mechanical process? No, it's by some mechanical process. But apart from this, I can't tell you how it's done. What about Martian? Martian, I don't know much about their language. Although I've heard so much about them, I've never been in contact with them. You haven't actually been to any other planets yourself? No, not yet. Who who drew that picture, did you? No, a lady done this for me, of the name of Mrs. Geel. And where do these people actually come from? They come from the, the second planet from the Sun Kruger, 60b. So in addition to uh, speaking these languages, I believe you can also write them. This is correct. Yes, I can write these languages. Could we see an example of their writing, do you think? Yes, certainly. What does that mean, actually? This here means that we are here for a purpose, which is something to do with your earth that we will reveal later i see could we see some plutonian writing do you think certainly What does that mean, actually? This means... Now, they have written this here, a message to you. Before long, in 1969, we are going to show you proof 
Patrick, they call you. Did you mind us here? Not at all, Patrick. We have got out of order to knock off and sneak off. No, no. We have watched you for a long time. Neat sneak, course, no, no, boards, no, no, deep or near. We are interested in all your great men besides ordinary people. We are interested in everyone. Do course, no, 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 no. That's most encouraging, because Venus... Mr. Bernard Barron from Essex moves in a realm of the unknown which, I think you'll agree, makes it very difficult for us to disprove him. And yet he has the charm, the cheerfulness, and the courage which is common to all independent thinkers, and for which... Oh, yes, do you feel enlightened? Do you feel educated? I feel something. I feel something, (laughs) right. Did you know that you are missing out? And that you can talk to all these folks from all these different planets. Welcome! Tonight, to our channeling show, Jesse Randolph here at the helm in the real Pacific Northwest bunker where the weather is shifting. To my right, the master of ceremonies, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. Welcome, sir. How are you? Feeling a little woozy here, Mr. Randolph. A little woozy. That 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 audio clip. Oh, my goodness. Told! Hey, you know what? This I've been wanting to do a show about. So aliens speak like like don't know, aliens talk like you're uh, at an auction, right? That's how they speak. Hey, you know that that's interesting. It did kind of have that flavor, right? But keep in mind that tonight we're going to listen to a lot of channeling from different folks, and they have a lot of similarities, which we're going to point out, and they also have their own slants. Okay, so. That's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to be looking at some of the more popular channels out there. This was uh, one that I enjoyed because it had some uh, timeliness to it as far as uh, I wanted to reach back to and show you the past of channeling to show you that this is something that's been going on for quite some time. Why people channel. What is the purpose of why someone would want to start channeling, although many claim that it sort of happens by accident, how they sort of fall into it. So we're going to be talking about that, and I'm going to also introduce you to one of my favorite channels. Now, keep in mind, I enjoy channeling because I enjoy the entertainment value, okay? I enjoy the shtick. Do I believe it? Absolutely not. And the reason I don't believe in channels, and when I say I don't believe it, what I'm saying is I don't believe they're speaking to other entities or that they're allowing other entities from other dimensions, other planets, other solar systems to utilize their bodies as vessels to communicate with Earth and Earthlings. Okay, this is a very New Age slant. And we're going to talk about that and what are the characteristics of something to fit in that New Age category, which if you've been following the program for the past few months, you can see that we're sort of on a campaign to separate, to stop this merging. Okay, everybody wants to be one world, not a one world government, but a one world existing together in peaceful and harmony and peace. And that's terrific. But we don't want harmony in the New Age ufology sector. We don't want that to merge on this program. What we want to do is keep that separate. We want to draw a big line between the two so that you know 
that when you're going over to New Age land, if you're going down to, let's say, uh, the Conscious Life Expo or um, the Super Soldier Summit, I could go on and on, um, that you are going to see something totally different than if you went to uh, MUFON Symposium, although now I'm not so sure. This hence the problem. Wow. Crazy week in ufology, Angel. I don't know if you've been following the trades. Uh, you know, I feel like I want to go into my channeling at some point because I do a really good impression of Bashar. So at some point we might want to uh, do that at the end and have me yeah, sort of try to get into a trance if Uh-oh. you'd like. I'm down. Uh, well, if, if there's anybody, where's the chat people today? Are they out there? Oh, uh, they were uh, asking earlier, is the show going to be live this week or... Well, yeah, you know, that's crazy, you know, how how irresponsible of me uh, when people aren't sure if we're going to be live or not. It's difficult. I will say this. In this world we live in, it's not New Agers. It's not technology because that's at my disposal. It's just time. It's just how you spend your time and what you get into a rhythm of. There are people that are doing these types of shows for five, seven days a week. And I tip my hat to them, making it one day a week live to actually have a show that's just not about babble, like most of the shows I end up listening to, unfortunately, uh, is why I do it once a week. So I can bring you good shit. Okay, let's jump into some news. Do we have a news clip? Do we have a, a news bumper that we're using these days? Uh, well, yeah, here we go. News on you for that radio. Okay, that was real. I'll take that. Okay, get it. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You gotta press the stop button. Okay. News. May May eleventh, twenty seventeen. There we go. Okay. Okay. Stop playing. Stop playing, please. Uh, wow, lots going on, man, and right in my wheelhouse, because here I am bitching and moaning about this merging of these two two hemispheres, right, and how you know, ours, ufology, ours, is has got to have a higher bar of proof, and, and we have to demand uh, specific and tangible proof for these amazing claims, etc., yada, yada, and I've been spewing and spewing this for months, right? Are you sick of it yet? No, I hope not. Well, don't worry. You won't find me at a lecture tour anytime soon. Begging for you to come to my uh, real lecture at the end for 30 extra bucks. My uh, workshop, as they call it. But I don't want to separate the news from what I'm rambling about. Here, let's get into it. Now... Angel, I don't know if you're aware of who Bill Ryan is from uh, Project Alabalon. Uh, oh, yeah. The, all right. Well, most of the kids out there uh, in ufology land should know Bill Ryan, mm-hmm. of course. He was the founding uh, partner in crime to Kerry Cassidy and started uh, Project Camelot way Correct. back. Yep. Mm-hmm. They did these kind of amateur videos. Uh, Bill's the guy wearing these, the hat that's almost Indiana Jones-esque, uh, i.e. Australian Outback looking guy. And uh, he's got a thick, 
British accent or uh, Scottish, Irish. I can't, I can't mistake the. I can't make up my mind on which one it is sometimes, but <clears throat> I think it's Scottish. I think you're right. And um, you know, I used to have a friend from Glasgow, so you'd think I know this, but sometimes when it's very thick, it's actually very difficult to understand. It's very true. So. Yep. Camelot came on the scene, and they really started going out there and just saying, you know, fuck it. We're going to start interviewing people everywhere, anywhere, get their shit on tape. doesn't have to be perfect, but we're going to get good people. I remember they went to Russia to interview a boy who claimed that he was reincarnated his past life. He was living on, on Mars. His name was right. Barishka. Remember Barishka? Yeah. And they went all the way to fucking Russia. I mean, I was impressed. Right. Now, what did you think of that story? By the way, before we continue, what did you think of that story in particular, Baruska? There's no, well, I think the, the news tonight is going to point out exactly how I feel about those kind of stories, and that's why I'm so jazzed about the news this week because I feel like I've found my home again. I feel like I feel I feel anew. It's terrific because it's my fault I didn't find these people sooner. And who I speak of is the folks over at Project Avalon, the forum, which is available on the web somewhere if you search for it. And sure as hell, I used to be a fan of the Godlike Productions website for finding out conspiracy-based stuff, what's hot, what people are talking about. And I've noticed in the past few years that it's become this just this plume of racism, homophobia, um, anti, uh, I will say, uh, anti-Semitic folks, uh, very, very racist, anti-black stuff, anti-Muslim, you name it. I mean, just the horrible stuff. That I just, I feel guilty being a part of that community. So I decided to look for another one. Another one I used to like was the above top secret forums, which are now like riddled with lag time and ads. So, guys, if you're going to build a website that you want people to hang out on and do stuff, if you think that making .00002 of a cent every time I view one of these stupid things is worth it to lose me as a member, then I think you're going to have a very short-lived website. You might want to think about the uh, what we used to call in the web user experience okay, or the information architecture of your website because a lot of these have just gone into ad land and i get it i get it people want to make a buck this is what we're going to talk about tonight too mm. so let's get into the news <clears throat> you want to play that clip one more time the, the news clip uh really no i'm just kidding okay so okay. as i speak here <laughs> as i speak to you tonight Something huge is happening. Something has erupted, finally. And it's because of Bill Ryan. I'll go back to him. Starts Camelot with Kerry Cassidy. They're doing these interviews. You name it. From John Lear to Bob Dean to Barishka to every... Whoa, sorry. Oh, what the heck was that? Did just tape fly all over the studio? What the fuck All over happening? the place. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, continue. Sorry yeah. about that. All right. Anyways, these guys were really, I would say... Uh, moving and shaking. I don't know where they were. They were really kicking and scratching, too, as far as they didn't have money and they didn't care. They were just out there doing it, and I really did respect it. 
I did find the production to be really annoying most of the time. I did find Carrie Cassidy not to be uh, my favorite interviewer. And a lot of people just have their favorites. She's not my favorite. Okay. But Bill, but I was a fan of what she was doing. Bill was a favorite of mine. I like his shtick. I like his, it's not even a shtick. It's just who he is, his persona. It's pretty cool. And then I sort of, uh, started his own thing. They had a falling out of some sort, and I think they're still friends actually. But the point being is that he started Project Avalon which by no means was in com- uh, competition with Camelot because Kerry keeps doing interviews uh, and Bill seemed to stop. In fact, he lives in Ecuador now, I believe. Uh, the reason I know this is because I've been uh, reading his forum recently. I joined it, which is Project Avalon, uh, a while back. And I have to say, I've, I've met some really interesting people, not to become friends and any of that, just to learn to sit there for hours and go, wow. Anyway, what has happened this week? I will refer you to his website, and I don't mind pushing great shit. I mean, that's the whole point. So good stuff right here. The truth about Corey Good, which is an, uh, not only a thread, but a release, a writing, a post that Bill Ryan released about what he knows about the Corey Good case, what he knows about Corey Good as a person, and the issues within. And wow, what good timing, because how frustrated have we been in the past months now, or over a year actually, that people have been blindly accepting this guy as the new uh, Baba Ganoush of ufology, New Age, the SSP, anything else you can't prove. And sure as shit, here I am begging for someone to have the goods on this guy, no pun intended, because it's so obviously fraud. Okay? It's it's so obviously fraud. And here's the, the political correct folks. They'll say, now, I don't know if Corey's a fraud really. I think he's a my lab. I think I think he just doesn't understand. Right? And so what my lab is like the new excuse. Um, are you familiar with my labs, Angel? Yep. Okay. So a lot of people, if you aren't familiar out there, my labs are, well, a my lab, if you want to get specific, break it down, is a deceitful military operation mm-hmm. performed to convince a target, meaning a person, of the operation that they have been in an encounter with extraterrestrial beings. Correct. Though it's actually a stage ploy. So, Mirage this Man. is, yes, Mirage Men. Yep. Uh, we talk about uh, <clears throat> disclosure and what the government is actually trying to feed us. Okay, this is when, you know, false documents, Majestic 12 papers, uh, you name it, Dulce Wars that John Lear will talk about and others where, you know, there were firefights going down in the middle of a mountain in New Mexico, uh, Sandia Labs in, in New Mexico where there's all sorts of my labs. I used to think my lab was an actual laboratory, but it's not. It's, a, it's, an, it's an operation. I don't know if it's an accepted term through the military. It doesn't matter. Anyway, apparently Corey Good 
had joined Avalon a while back. This is a few years back, actually. And he was just a dude. Okay? And I'm not going to paraphrase this article. It is so well written. And here's the cool part. If you want the goods on Corey Good, go read this article on Gaia. I mean, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Like, don't go to Gaia. Go to hmm. Bill Ryan. Go to Bill Ryan's Project Avalon Forum. I was about Join to say, uh, uh, what did he say? Gaia? What? Yeah, yeah right? How bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't go to Gaia. I swear no, to God, no, no. every commercial now is Gaia for me on YouTube. Every Facebook, man. Every, like... Every every timeline has like a guy like image on it, like promoting it. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And you know, a lot of people are kind of saying, "Look, this Wilcox, David Wilcox, Corey Good, these guys, Cosmic Disclosure, and the rest of the New Age gang. It's so cult like. It's precursor to Heaven's Gate and that kind of shit. Because the similarities are real easy here. He is able, with David's help, to really build up." A trusting bond with a lot of his followers, his flock that is starting, and it has started. Make no mistake. You don't have, and eloquently pointed out in in some of the articles, because the bandwagon ha, is has now begun. People have seen that Bill Ryan, who is a respected guy in the community, okay, he had a little sabbatical it seems, but now he's back with a vengeance. He put this out not because. He thought that he was going to make money off it because he doesn't really make any money. Corey Good is making money. Corey Good has a cable show. He's got Gaia. He's doing the book tour. He's doing the lecture tour. Okay. The beginnings of the cult for Heaven's Gate around this Applegate guy, right? And we're going to talk to Sawyer one day. We're going to have him back on, remember? The uh, surviving member of yep. Heaven's Gate that we're friends yep. with. And plays a mean harmonica but those guys believed applegate they didn't need proof they didn't they didn't need anything they just needed to believe in applegate and his claims and that's what's going on with good and in fact what i did was uh to not paraphrase and i will not do this uh bill ryan's article i'm just going to push it please go read it the truth about Corey good and then and then go listen to the dark journalist interview with Bill Ryan that happened a few days ago. I mean, this is hot off the press shit, Angel. You know what I'm saying? This is why I just woke up. The Jark Journalist interview. I don't know who this guy is. I don't really care. Uh, he got the, the scoop with Bill Ryan. And let me tell you, it's taken off. Because now all these YouTubers are going to their cameras and saying, look, I knew about this guy from day one, never believed anything, la, la, la. Well, you know what? It took a heavyweight like Bill Ryan to not only say his opinion, fuck that, everybody's got one. He actually has data about good. And he has other people that have helped him sort of put together a picture for you about what this guy's like a little bit behind the scenes as far as what they know. Um but I will say the synopsis at the end of the day, the uh, conclusion is that is he is a uh, shockeroo, pathological liar. It seems as though Gaia is really starting to piss off a lot of the hierarchy of the UFO researchers that are not getting in on cashing in with Gaia. Okay, so shame on them for that. 
I get it, but fuck you. You didn't get to the gate earlier enough, or you're not good-looking enough, or you don't fit their motif, so you're pissed. I get it. But some people really are pissed just because they think it's bad for the subject because of everything we've been outlining. And Dolan is one of them. Dolan is getting sick of these SSP whistleblowers just like me. These SSP, these Randy, Captain Randy Kramers and the Super Soldiers and the Solaris Blue Ravens and the other mucky mucks and this idiot that we just listened to uh, in the precursor of the show. And that's why I want to talk. Yeah, he was, what, speaking in tongues, it sounded like to me? Uh, I don't even remember that. Gibberish. The point being is that channeling represents a lot of what we're talking about as to blind faith. And that's the big distinction that we have to keep reminding our audience when we're talking about ufology and New Age. Blind faith exists in New Age, and it is the standard. It is the standard. Okay? You don't need proof. And in fact, what I did was... I wanted to see what Corey Good, and he's been asked this question a bunch, but to actually put it on his website, this is his website, the uh, Sphere Being Alliance, which is really hokey stuff. But, in fact, he's got this picture of him inside a blue planet. I don't know if he's in a fetal position. It's supposed to look like the womb, maybe. I don't know. Here's something. Where is the physical evidence to support your claims? This is a... This is a question that he put on his website, a common question which people have every right to ask. Gee, thanks, Corey. That's awesome. I saw this, and I was like, wait, hold on a second. Okay. Well, I invite you to read this article, this answer, uh, as to why Corey Good doesn't want to show us any physical evidence. And, man... This is what I'm talking about with smoke and mirrors and how someone's able to put together an answer that the New Agers will just go, oh, yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, let's just move on to the cool stuff. Let's talk about Mars some more and all the groovy shit that's free and free energy and the hot Palladian chicks and la, la, la. Now, here's something besides that. So please go read that on his Sphere Being Alliance Blog, where is the physical evidence to support your claims? Wait a minute. Uh, we Somebody's used to call popping that... it. Somebody's we... popping it. Uh oh, uh oh, is he channeling? Uh, oh, what? I yeah. thought so for a second, but I'm not. Oh, okay. Oof, that was scary. Maybe. That was scary. I almost wet myself. I don't know. I started doing my Chris Walken. I thought I was. And then Angel, it wasn't doing it. That's terrible, right? Yeah, it's not that bad, actually. I put my pants one leg at a time. <laughs> you know, there's a great guy on YouTube called Ronnie Walken Jr. You want to crack your ass up? Man, he is. Ronnie Walken Jr., okay. Ronnie Walken Jr., you want to play that after the break? Just play his interview. I don't care. I can listen to it a hundred times and still laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess if there's um, a mean Christopher Walken. Oh, he just does Chris Walken. It's like you think maybe he's his son or something. Nice. Ronnie Walken. Yeah. A, a lot, lot of people younger. do. A lot of people do Walken though. They, they, like his voice is uh, really popular amongst uh, not only comedians but. Great Walken is my buddy Adam. Uh, he does hands down the best Walken and the best Pacino. 
I've ever ever had. In fact, I was how, on the radio. How do you do Pacino? I can do one thing Pacino does really well. Hua, hua. That's, that's, that's all I got. Hua. I mean, he does it so good <laughs> that he was doing a last show at a radio station that I was helping him produce his show, and the show was getting taken off the air because they were switching formats, assholes. And then we were having fun in the studio. This is when we did shows in real studios, believe it or not. And uh, I said, hey, when we come back from the break, let's have some people stop by to wish you well. Uh, but, you know, I want Pacino and I want you know, to listen to all people I know he does well. And he did it. It was great. I took over as host and said, hey, there's some people here. I want to say goodbye, Adam. And he would come in and do the shtick. And, man, it was great. So you ever heard you ever heard of Joe Caliendo? I think it's you pronounce his name. No, no. Uh, I, I think it's. A, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Make sure I have the right pronunciation of the way you pronounce his name. But I think it's Joe Caliendo. Uh, he's a comedian. He does about maybe a hundred different voiceovers or, or you know actors, uh, and does their voice. He does Walken, Shatner. I mean, that, you name it, he does it, and he is. It's spot on to the point that it's it's almost identical. You can't tell the difference between the yeah, celebrities. Yeah, and then you got doing. guys like Phil Henry that just blow your mind. So you know it's amazing. Yeah, but see, Phil doesn't really do like celebrity voices. No, he doesn't. He his no. shtick is is different. You're right, and it's yeah. uh, it's quite unique. Yep, yep, and it's um, it's brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. Oh my yeah, god, nobody can do what that guy does. Frank Caliendo. I'm sorry, Frank Caliendo is the guy's name. Uh, Frank, and the last name is spelled C-A-L-I-E-N-D-O, Caliendo. You know, I do. The, I probably do Caliendo. I probably do one of the worst Seinfeld impressions in the world, and and also Sean Connery. Horrible. Oh my goodness! I've been asked to stop that one. I'm Especially. Sean Connery. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to the news. <laughs> the dark journalist interview. Uh, who is the dark journalist? I don't know, and I really don't care. That's just some guy in the cesspool of uh, ufology radio, right? So um, another guy trying to be the next Art Bell? I don't know. What I what I love hating about Gaia even more so is that George Norrie is involved, which just I just can't handle physically looking at George anymore. Well, when there's money to be made, you know, George is going to be there. I mean, that's, uh, that's, how, <laughs> yeah. that's how the stash rolls, baby. You know, you he's got to make that money, you know? You think he? You think he's interested in making a buck? I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, right forwards to Ed Dames' books and uh, other crack nuts. Uh, he's doing Gaia. It's just that he's got a. He's like Art Bell. I mean, Art Bell is one of the. He's got like he, he's yeah, no, like he's he's got like a love line, you know, uh, phone that you can call and like hook up with people and stuff. And oh, that's paranormal date. Yeah, that's but doesn't he endorse that also? I'm telling you, if I was still single, <laughs> I would be all over that site, and I'd just be talking to you about that every week. I would have a profile. I'd be going out on paranormaldates.com. And hooking up with weird Portland women out here, and trust me, there are many, many. A lot of them. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just to see what kind of craziness, and wouldn't that be fun to hear about each week what kind of dates I've had? You know, I used to have a friend for a little while where we would put up the Match.com profiles on his flat screen. This is when it was like pretty cool to do that and it was kind of new that you could put your computer on the flat screen and we would he was an it guy for me at work and we would sit there 
and look at the girls. And it made it less depressing than just doing it by yourself and being like, oh, my God, what am I doing in this sea of madness? I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. Also, that was, you know, when Internet dating was in its infantile stage to a certain degree. So I ended up getting a girl in like two days. And I was like, hey, man, that really worked out well. And he, I don't even think, had a profile in about, you know, six months up there. So, but paranormaldate.com is available for all you uh, people of like minds that want to have a meetup <laughs> and maybe a uh, group massage or something. And tell them and George sent probed. you for 5% or off. And get probed. Excuse me. Okay. So, yeah, if you want that cheesy stuff, head over to Gaia and gag uh, because it's getting ridiculous. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're ripping on it because you're jealous and all this stuff. No, I really am not jealous. I'm not in this to make money. Never have been. Thought about it once, then did a, a real quick study of the, the, the landscape, as did you, as did other friends of mine that have uh, brains and realized this is a hobby. This is not a full-time job. And if you are going to make it a full-time job, shut up about being poor. Okay? That's what I'm sick of. I'm sick of people being upset at Gaia because they're making money. Fuck you. They have every right to make as much goddamn money as they want. But when they're stepping on ufology's toes now, you got a beef. Am I right, Angel? All right. Yeah, they got beef, all right. So Dolan and company <laughs> seem pissed about this. Why? Well, let's see. Dolan gets plenty of TV uh, time. He's uh, he's definitely the, the scholar they shoot to for a lot of these ancient aliens and uh -huh. History Channel bullshit. And I'll tell you, I'm not trying to bag on that stuff, but you would think that I'd be glued to the TV every time I saw one of those programs. It is rehash crap. It is so boring. I can't even stay awake well, here's the thing with with uh, Gaia. To go back to um, to uh, this real quick, um, it's not so much that they're making money that upsets me about Gaia. It's the fact that they're trying to write a narrative that doesn't exist. Thank you. That's really That's what pisses me off because it's one thing that you're you know putting something together to you know advance uh, a project or to uh, you know get uh, kind of a movement going. Or something along those lines. You have a podcast that you want to make generate money with. That's all cool. That you know, do what you got to do, baby. Make your money. But they're trying to really write a narrative, and they're trying to write a storyline to a disclosure that doesn't exist. And they're trying to say, "Well, the government's not to tell us, so here's the truth." But there's no verification for any of it. No, and that's the part that I think. That's Bill the most Ryan... upsetting part, and they're making money off of it. Like imbeciles will believe that this is actually. The narrative. This is the truth. This is reality. Is it that they really believe it, or is that they really just want it to be real? They want it to be real. I know, and we, I get We all that, want it to be real, Jesse. We all want this to be real. But that not that why you have every right to be upset about this? Because it's preying on people's emotions. It's snake oil. Exactly. Back yeah. in the days, these folks would have been called out as gypsies, trying to take the money and run with it. Yes, this is a very well packaged, slick, and I mean slick. Gaia is slick, baby. Graphics, soup to nuts. I mean, look, I'll go on. When Art Bell launched his new uh, radio program, which, you know, fell apart in a couple of months, but 
Um, well, no, 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 no. That's not hate. Uh, you know, Dark Matter's still up. They're doing their thing. You know, they got Midnight in the Desert. Look, and they're generating revenue, which we're not here, so that we can't really hate, you know, on, uh, on what they're doing there. But whether we like their content or you like their show or not, they're still, you know, they're, they're an active network. Now, what fell apart, unfortunately, was Art Bell's show itself. That's... Yeah, but but uh, and put all that aside. Look, my go-to is always going to say I hate that stuff because I do. I don't yeah, think it's well. good, and they don't talk about the important stuff. And they have a lot of these fruitcakes on that I'm bitching about right now. So of course, this is true. Yep, this and, is, that, you know, that is true. Same thing. Look, you have an issue with Jimmy Church. I listen to Jimmy Church, and sure as shit, I'm sure he's kind of going, "How do I handle this one?" Because he's buddy buddies with David and Corey, and a lot of these guy. Uh, folks and a lot of the uh, channeling community and people that will come on and just say, well, I've actually had uh, contact with uh, Pleiadian folks since I was five. Yeah, but Jimmy Church is friends with Jimmy Church is friends with all these folks. I mean, because he is trying to make He's himself, trying to be Art Bell. He's, not only that, he's trying to take over for George when George retires. That's really what That's it right. is. And he's perfect. That's all it he's is. Being, he is being groomed. Yeah. Okay, he's in the George Nori program. The, Psy- the PSYOP, the MyLab, whatever you want to call it these days, whatever chic term, MyLab is the, the chic term. And I think actually Camelot uh, is to blame for that one because, uh, you know, they get a shitload of hits, man. And uh, Long before yeah, these they really yep. horrible ones like, uh, oh, man, the ones I can't stand, like Third Phase and uh, – <laughs> And they all start like this. Hey guys, Alabama cousins hey. here. Yeah, it's just oh my god. Like, Every time I hear the guy's voice, it's like he's trying to sell me some cheap stuff on an infomercial. Like, Blake cousins here, and I'm going to sell you some crap you don't need for your car right now. Come follow me. You see this right here? This is magic. This right here, you pour it on your car and it shines. That's yeah, what I these are, picture. These are right the, you're right. And then, you know, Secure Team and all these other ones where you're just like, wow. Um, even even when Open Minds had their video show, what was it, Spaced Out? I mean, give me a yeah. break. It was so cheesy, man. It was like circa 1987. It was like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? So, well, they were trying. I mean, I'm not a hate. Yeah, oh, like open come minds. on. Look, this is, what boy. I, this is what I go back to with Gaia. Slick. And that's why I brought up Dark Matter or whatever they're calling themselves, Midnight in the Desert. Their stuff when they launched it looked terrible. And I, I said, What what kind of website is this? I mean this is this is Art Bell, man. This should look fucking pro and slick, not amateurish and lame. And that's the difference with Gaia. They have some slick marketing. That's why you're seeing it everywhere. Yeah, these are this is true. Yeah. Very slick marketers. Okay. These guys know that from a sociological perspective, when the times are bad, when war is upon us at our doorstep, which we know it is, we know it's brewing. We go to sleep at night and go, man, I don't know when it's going down because you can't trust anything Trump's going to do at this point because he's fucking crazy, right? I mean, he's, he's willing to do just about anything. We don't even know what he's capable of. So did you ever see The Dead Zone? No. With- with Christopher Walken. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I mean, I know of the movie, but I haven't seen it. You know. Well, Martin Sheen plays this guy trying to win a Senate seat. And the gift that Walken has after his coma is that he can see into people's futures if he touches them and such, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fucking brilliant. The movie, I could watch it 
every year, no problem. I probably do. But when he shakes Martin Sheen's hand, who's this real shitty kind of local politician, he gets the vision of Sheen launching nukes as president of the United States down the road. Okay? And that's kind of that's the kind of person I think about when I think of Donald Trump. So the point being, if you like him or you don't, I don't care. The point is that he's capable of just about anything, which makes for bad sleep, especially with this other Chuck Norris action figure running North Korea. But it makes so for great like, TV, though. Oh, bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but here we are. Go back to what I'm talking about with Gaia. Social unrest. Alex Jones fire in the theater every day. They're coming to get us. The FEMA camps are ready. The body bags have been ordered, folks. What are you going to do? That's that Jesse, is that Jesse Ventura? Or is that Did that Hulk sound Hogan like or... Jesse Ventura? <laughs> it, I swear to me. I can't listen to Jones anymore because he gives me almost a, a like a starting of a well, headache. Well, I, I think he's pretty much discredited at this point. I mean, he just uh, this whole thing with his ex-wife going to court now and documents came out that he claims that the whole thing is an act, that he's an actor and he's being paid to you know, play that part. Uh, so I'm pretty sure he's discredited to the discredited to the point that he's probably going to be uh, gone pretty soon from even Infowars because Infowars is bigger than Alex Jones. I mean, I don't even know, I don't even think he owns Infowars. I think it's just like the face of Infowars, kind of like on a hundred open minds. All I can hope for is that he goes away sometime soon, but I highly doubt it. Just like I, you know, look, I, I'm by no means a psychic, but uh, and I don't channel. Well. I do for fun. Yeah, you do. Maybe later. But I will say that I despise Bill O'Reilly. I've despised Bill O'Reilly forever, pretty much. I don't even care about the political part. I just hate the guy. He's such a creep. Okay? And now the O'Reilly factor. And now he's gone. Thank goodness. And we're learning about what a creep these guys really are to not only women, but to people in general. They're... uh, they're like that. Remember that Christian Bale clip where he yelled at everybody on the set? I could never get over that. And I love Christian Bale. But if you see this clip of him freaking out on his production staff, it is so mean-spirited. It is so hateful. It is so egocentric, so narcissistic. I go on and on. So let's yeah, go wasn't that bad. Oh, it was. are you kidding me? Play yeah, that no. clip after the break. Do you, you, you know like the setup to why he even flipped out like that? It doesn't matter. Yeah, because some guy was like in his lighting or something. I mean, it was no, 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 no. The, the guy, this is a, one of the lighting guys, right? He had literally caused him to have to do one of the grips, right? He had caused him to uh, do a retake like four times because he kept getting in the shot. And at, and this is now remember this is Terminator Salvation, one of the worst movies ever made. And at this point. Bale was already fed up with the production because, like well, you're one of the few, believe me. And he was fed up with like the production because a lot of things were like just going wrong. The script wasn't that good, and then this guy just kept messing up over and over and over and over. And he's not even supposed to be in the shot, and he's in the shot just goofing off. I mean, at some point, if you're the star of the movie and this whole movie is riding on your shoulders. You know, you're going to get a little bit pissed off if this guy's ruining take after take after take, and you're giving good performances. I understand. I'm not saying okay, that, he, okay. that he didn't I go to spend too, too far. Okay, but okay. I understand. I get it. Okay, yeah. getting back to Gaia. I've got to defend my boy. Gaia. I mean, he's Batman. Come on. 
Batman. He's a dick. Anyway, yeah, he's well. a great looking, great actor, Batman. fantastic character, dick. Right? Which is probably most of these guys. You know, is McConaughey a nice guy? I hope so, but he might be a dick. He's awesome. All right, all right, all right. Right? Okay. Anyway, back to Gaia. Back to Gaia. Batman. You can watch Gaia stuff on YouTube, but if you want the goods, the Corey goods, Give you gotta money. subscribe, baby. You gotta get in there. And you got to subscribe, and then you get all these New Agers. And they have this look about them, too. It's very clean cut. Now, it's not just like tie-dyes. It's not what you expect. They have repackaged this so well. Um, in fact, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I wonder if how they pick these people. But here they are. And David Wilcox, as you know, a guy who <laughs> has been ripped to shreds by anybody with – a credible tooth in their mouth for years now. Okay, this guy's like Ed Dane. That's how bad he is. <laughs> yes, nice to know. Nice to know somebody's listening. Um, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy is just one of those people that won't go away, and he'll resurface with a new shtick. And what happened was. Good fell in his lap. And where it gets even more sticky and dramatic is that the Camelot folks used to be pals with Wilcox and they did interviews together and they were cronies in this sort of disclosure, uh, you know, group of people that were taking on the world. And sure enough, they have warned Wilcox, and you'll read about it. If you go to Avalon, I'm not going to do it. I want you to go there, do your own fucking work. I put the links up there for people in the chat. There's some really good people that want this information, and they don't know it exists, and I didn't know. But this is as new as it gets. So you can see why I was up very late the past few nights because uh, – have you seen these YouTubes that are emerging where it shows – a video, like let's say it's a, it'll say Corey Good interview, and then it'll be a computer voice. Oh yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty of those on YouTube. Okay, so this is like new to me, but I'll see a video and I'll click on it and I'll be like, Corey Good interview. Yeah. <laughs> Interviewer, how are you, Corey? Good. I am fine, thank you. And that's the whole fucking thing. There's a lot of that of uh, if you look up New World Order videos, you'll see a lot of that on there. Lots. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, and I wish Very, that YouTube yeah. could come up with a bot to suppress those, right? Like maybe if they were able to sniff out that voice that uh, – I don't know what they're using for voice recognition or – No, it's just a, com it's a computer text thing that you just you type it in, and then it just reads it out for it's you. In a computer. Yeah, that's all it is. But it's here's like the thing. Yeah, kind of, but here's the thing, you know, the reason people do this is because they're, what, too chicken to actually record it themselves, or? No, I don't, I think it's a money ploy, because it gives them a way to package a video without getting any content, I'm telling you, that's why they do it. Um, and if you're a marketer on YouTube, you're actually trying to make money, which you're not going to do, I'm not trying to tell you not to do it, have fun with it, don't expect to get rich, uh, I can tell you, every, people have always asked me, uh, how many hits do you need to make any money? You need so many fucking hits. Go talk to Tim at UFOTV.com or write one of these guys that gets like, you know, I don't know, two, three million hits per video and ask mm -hmm. them 
what kind of revenue it generates, and you will be appalled. The only people making money on YouTube is a couple of uh, tweens that uh, do videos of them eating hot peppers and shit. And, no, there, uh, there's, a, there's a few folks that are making money, but it's depending on the content. Like, for example, um, Jeremy Johns, uh, he does only reviews for, like, movie trailers and movies themselves. Uh, you, you know, special release of footage and stuff like that. And uh, they're very quick, like, five-minute videos. And he's making a killing. Yeah, like, his, his whole life is, you know, ran by the income that he gets from YouTube. I mean, he, he makes a, a lot of money on YouTube. Collider's another uh, uh, one of these channels that's making a ton of money. So much so that they have, like, studios and all kinds of things built and running right off of uh, the YouTube channel. And the, uh, what, about, uh, what about the idiots who, who get paid a fortune uh, to play video games online and have people watch? Yeah, that's I mean, also big. Scary times, is, man, I swear. Uh, yeah, know, it's just pe- it, people goofing. You know, like, people like to see other people, uh, you know, play video games and like to talk, interact. I mean, that's all just a different culture. That's all it is. It is a different culture, and I think that, and this is why people are met. Like I said, the higher echelon of you follow the Dolans. Hold on a second. The, okay. The, Dol- the Dolans and and the other mm-hmm. folks who have been sweating it for years. Okay, and they're they're struggling because they write books when they have research. Well, guess what? Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. All right, people don't go out and go to book the bookstore. They go to Amazon, and not a lot of people read as much. La la la. Book is kind of dying. It's kind of dead. Right? It's just like don't start a magazine right now. Not a good idea. But people don't listen. Right. Okay. Go back to Gaia. They have everything in check. Whoever's running this show, smart mofos. Enough said. I think. The growing theme of the show moving forward is to try to point you guys in a direction where you're not going to feel alone anymore as a ufology person where you go, well, I guess I'm going to have to join on board with these guys. You don't. There's still a lot of people that are starting to say, hey, we got to take these motherfuckers down or they're going to take over the whole ship. They're going to blend the the, and blur the lines. Like I said, you're having Dr. Stephen Greer. Who's mucky mucking with high level people, yada yada yada. He's got the new film that I still haven't seen yet, and I really would like to see it. Somebody wants to send me a copy. People say that all the time, Angel. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to send you a copy of my new film. They don't do it. Ever. You haven't watched my film. Well, did you send it? No. You didn't read my book. Well, send me the fucking book. I'm not going to read it. Because I will say this, though. I do get books uh, from Image uh, Press and. Um Warwick Associates, uh, they send books all the time to, uh, to my house, and God bless them. I mean, I get a lot of guests uh, for the shows through them. And, uh, I love the reviewer copies. Uh, they're awesome. I mean, I, look, you're right. The medium is you just dying. Like you like having junk. Cause you're no, no, well, that's, that's beside the point. But look, I, you know, I do read a lot of these books that they send me, believe it or not. I try to at least read one or two books a month, maybe three did books you, if did I can. you read uh, John Selman's book? He hasn't sent it to me yet. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> In fact, in fact, uh, shout outs to him. He's been bugging me all week, Jesse, and, and you don't know about this. I don't know if he had, you know, contacted you or not, but well, he has been, been in the trades recently, so no, I don't. No, no, no. But he was begging me. I'm talking about like literally like begging me. Then, then when I, would, I kept saying no, and then he got upset. He's like demanding, you know. Like he went from begging to demanding. They removed the archive of the episode he was on Ufonaut. Uh, I, I guess it's too embarrassing for him. I don't know. You know. Why would we do that? That's ridiculous. We would never well, do that. It, it, it's 
it wasn't a setup by any means. I gave the guy, as somebody once complained, two hours of my time. Yep. And you sure came did. on, and he did a shtick. And if he thinks he botched it, that's the way it goes. Look, there's a ton of shows for that guy to go on. This is not going to be one of them anymore. I can't do that. You get one yep. shot in this world. Um, in fact, I don't even know if I'm taking calls anymore. Not like we get flooded. But I just don't know how I feel about a lot of this stuff anymore. I want to make sure that I'm vetting <laughs> vetting this properly. We really have a goal here. And it's us against the New Agers, man. We got to do This is the war. And we've been talking about the new guard for years and all this stuff. Tom DeLong, if that's the new guard, oh my oh goodness. Be yeah. in trouble. Okay? Now, people are pissed about this Tom DeLong thing, too. Because here's another guy. You go to his website, what's the first thing you see? Crap to buy. I don't know what his website's called, like Above the Clouds or some bullshit like that. It, it looks like, you know, he, he, he went, let's do all the Cafe Press stuff first, and then I'm going to write a bunch of sci-fi books with my friend, and now he's claiming to be the head of disclosure, basically. He's the one. Not only did he write some horrible music in the 90s for you kids, but he's also going to solve the E.T. problem and bring about disclosure. So stay tuned. Now, if that doesn't get you pissed, I don't know what's going to get you pissed because that if you're a researcher that's been working on this stuff 20, 30 years, that's got to just get you crazy because what happens is guys like Tom DeLonge, Guys like Corey Good, guys like Wilcox, they'll go on George Norrie, they'll go on Jimmy Church, they'll go on, uh, you name it. Anybody will have them on, but they don't take them on, or else they wouldn't go on. Does that make sense? They don't go take on. them on. They won't go on their program. Corey Good won't come on this program. In fact, I'm going to shoot him an email this week. I'll ask him to come on. He won't come on. Okay? David Wilcox is going to... No, and here's, here, I, I disagree with you. I think he would come on. You know why? Because why? ego, man. These folks love the sound of their own voice. They love ego. They, they, their own ego. Well, they love to promote the, themselves. Let's, the, let's test it. Let's test. I will send. It's only fair. I will yeah. send an invite. I say do it. Go for week. it. And, but I, I can't be neutral. Okay, that's the problem. I can't be neutral any longer. That is the way of the world. That is the industry standard. For a para host in this subject, you have to be neutral. You have to let the audience decide. Well, fuck that. That's boring, number one. People tune into this program because they want to hear what I have to say and what you have to say about these topics. Maybe they trust our opinion. Look, I'm trying to get into my Seinfeld a little bit. You see that? Who are these people? thought about this Corey Good character. All right. Not so good. Elaine, who are these Why? people? <laughs> Why do they call it a hamburger? Doesn't even have ham in it. That's <laughs> uh, so good. Still working on it. But either way, I will shoot Corey an email. I doubt he will come on. And I don't I, I wouldn't if I was him. There is no it's not an ego driven thing. Look, if you read where is the physical evidence to support your claims on his website. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. They just want to get through that one so they can get to the good stuff. It's very quick. Well, what about this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about that. I, I see what you're saying. It's very valid. Now, look at this. 
Okay? It's just like the cult stuff. Look, they're going to have everybody go out to contact in the desert in a week or so. This is, this is what they pimp. You tune into Jimmy Church, you tune into these other characters. They're pimping this, Muff. They have gotten real smart. We got to get behind the conferences again. We got to get behind people spending money, but in a slicker fashion. We got to give them more bank for their dollar. They don't want to just hear about anecdotal stories from a Travis Walton who's like, what do he say? What do he say? You know, no. They have these slick characters that are like Tony Robbins style motherfuckers, right? So these guys are now in tune with what people want. World is a mess. Population is too much, and the climate right. change. Travis Walton will be on the show now. Right, hey, hey, look. Yeah, what? You know where I'm going with this. Gaia knows exactly how to fine-tune, minus George. They have to put up with Nori because he's such a, a big shot. But I'm sure they're bummed that they have to actually physically have him on the channel. Um Somebody has to work on his his motif. It drives me crazy. I don't know what just, the, just leave the stash the alone. Well, just uh, the hair and the whole motif. It's like where? What sky did this guy fall out of? It's weird. Anyway, Skynet. But the number one guy in the history of Power Radio, Art Bell, is he looks like something out of uh, an Ewok nightmare. So. Come on. Ouch. Wow. Sue me for that tip, right? Well, go fucking sue me. Wow. Anyways. Yeah, wow. Really, I should, I should, uh, I should not sleep more often. Uh, but seriously, I'm not here to poke fun at these people. I do it in jest. Uh, like I've pointed out before, it used to be a common thing that we could poke fun at each other in a nice way and move on, especially if we had silly things like, Really, really bad hair. Like, you know, we make fun of Tukalos's hair. He doesn't get all worked up about it. He doesn't go suing people. Get over it. Okay, we're almost done with the news, and we're going to take a break here. And the last thing I want to talk about with the news, push everybody over. Go to Avalon's site. There's no money involved. It's just, if you want the most current information on what's going on with this rift, this mini war that I'm talking about between New Age and Ufology, Head on over to Avalon and uh, check out the thread, The Truth About Corey Good. Then check out the Dark Journalist interview. And don't forget to check out our targeted individual show from last uh, – it wasn't last week. It was the week prior. Freaking amazing show. Everybody loved it. I learned a lot about targeted individuals. There are so many people who are claiming to be targeted individuals. I'm following some of them now on YouTube. And, man, it's like each week you can see this progression. It's almost like you ever see those meth photos where they show oh, yeah. the person getting busted over time, the, the yep. mug shots and yep. their meth use, right? This is – if you follow these people's YouTubes, you can see them getting you know more and more paranoid and, and sophisticated with what's going on and the targeting and the my lab and et cetera, et cetera. Of course, what is the commonality – with these folks, as we pointed out uh, a couple weeks ago, very similar to what we're going to do tonight. Zero evidence to port any of these amazing claims. Okay, break time. When we come back, we're getting knee-deep, baby. We're getting knee-deep and channeling. I'm going to introduce you to my favorite channeler in the world, and we're going to have a lot of fun. 
So don't go anywhere. Euphonaut Radio on a Thursday night, our new slot. We're not going anywhere. Where else would you want to be on a Thursday night here in Portland, Oregon, the Pacific Northwest? I'm Jesse Randolph, your host, along with the angel of ufology, Angel Espino, the owner, founder, executive, CEO of PSN Radio. That's psn-radio.com if you ever want to listen to us. And we will be back to discuss channeling all night long. Coming up, your questions and thoughts through the chat room. Thanks for being here. Don't go anywhere. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom-built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Well, obviously we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them, so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, cause they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess, we're looking for you, we gon' find you, we gon' find you, so you can run
offered to use his body as a vessel for his alien friend, Corton. We were going to have you over here, is that okay? No, I have to be sitting in the southeast, Lewis, always. Corton will share with us the benefit of his extraterrestrial wisdom. Focus. Okay. Michael J. Fox really was back in time. All right, let's get back on the air here. Are we back? Yeah, yeah, we're back in the air. Okay. This is funny. Like he, he said something about you don't want to get Munsoned. You really don't want to get Munsoned. You, know. <laughs> you don't want to get Munsoned. That's a terrible thing to have happen. You remember with the rubber hand? Yes, you don't want to be caught up a river, you know, and, and, and shit out of luck. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to have that rubber hand. <laughs> All right, cut the let's clip. get Munsoned yeah, up in I here. Can't stop laughing. <laughs> cut the clip. Good. I can hear that shit all night, to be honest with you. That's funny. That though. was Croton. Okay, now Croton. Croton. Was... Yeah. I speak like a retard. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to keep it together here. Is it supposed to be 420 today? Is it 420 today? No, that was last mo- last show. Yeah, we missed all that. All right, let's I guess it must have been high. <laughs> anyway, uh, Croton via the Louis Thoreau documentary um, about channeling. He did a piece. Louis Thoreau, one of my favorite uh, documentary folks. If you haven't looked him up, what he's done on Scientology, what he's done on the prison system, he has such a great style of talking to you, and he's basically calling you bullshit, and he doesn't have to say a word. He lets you sort of do it yourself, as you can hear with Croton or Corton. I'm sorry, Corton. Um, something we're picking up from the two that we played already. Uh, commonalities. Okay, what, what are we finding out? We're finding uh, this strange sort of banter. Okay, which I always find annoying because it'd be so much easier if they didn't have this silly accent, and we could just hear what they're trying to say. 
but that takes yeah. But if he doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like an alien. This is yeah. This is vaudeville. This is obviously an act, and it and it works. And what I'm trying to do here tonight too is to show you some of my favorites that are coming up, especially Bashar, because he's the only one I've actually gone to see live, and I've explained that before which is how powerful it is when he enters the room and enters the vessel of Daryl Anka. And by the way, seems like one of the nicest guys, sweet guy, everything. So, you know, just because we don't like what these people do or don't believe it, not that we don't like it because I do like channeling. I find it incredibly entertaining. I think Corton, if you, uh, Man, you want to smoke a doobie and watch Corton, you're going to crack your ass up. I'm telling you right now. It's good stuff. I'm going to do that tonight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's better than the most of the comedy I've seen in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Voted, by the way, one of the least funniest cities in the world. Congratulations, Portland. I believe that, yep. Yeah, we are just not all that hip. We think we are. We're socially conscious, uh, but not so hip, in my opinion. No, the thing is, everybody's stoned in Portland right now, so there's no room to be funny. Yeah, everyone just... really is. You're right. Yeah. I have, it really is a gold rush going on here, just like Colorado, just like uh, some other states that are trying to get in on this as well, which is happening because they've been approved, as you pointed out, Florida, correct? Yep. Okay. Well, well let's right now it's for medical purposes. Let's see uh, medical. how widely yes. it opens up. So. Um, uh, well, and uh, as it should be. Okay, Corton. Thank you, Corton. Did anybody get anything out of that? Uh, I did. I got. You're welcome. (laughs) Channeling. What is channeling? Okay. Well, if you want to know what exactly channeling is, it's really kind of a form of mediumship, and these are people that can spirit channel, or they can channel uh, people who have died. Right, like. I guess John Edwards is a good example. He'll do a shtick, and he's right. sort of channeling, but he doesn't have them speak through him, which would be a lot easier instead of, I'm seeing an ashtray. Uh, uh, I'm seeing the color orange. Uh, did your did your grandmother have hair? Because I'm seeing hair. Oh, yeah. She, she had hair. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, my God. It's her. Okay, she's coming through. And uh, she says that uh, don't be – don't feel guilty. Right, cause nobody feels guilty. Oh, about what happened, you know. Okay. And she's doing fine. She loves you. And uh, thank you. And then he moves on, right? It would be a lot easier if Aunt Bertha could just come through him and go. <coughs> I am Aunt Bertha. <sighs> you know, and do the shtick. Which is not easy, by the way. Ooh. You all right, buddy? Yeah, so that's a different kind of channeling. That's more of a mediumship. And these guys are doing not spiritual, not dead people. They're doing aliens. They're doing aliens. And Ooh, so sexy. Corton is an example of that, but he's just one. The one we played uh, in the foreground of this show uh, was great because it showed you how old this goes back. It goes really far back. This is like vaudeville-type stuff, man. Going all the way back to the psychic days, all the way back to Venice Beach, California, where I used to live, where they'd have them on the boardwalk to read your palm or whatever else, tea leaves, etc. This all falls into that Gaia genre, 
And why does it fall into that genre and not ufology? Why do we want to keep it out of that, guys? See if you're paying attention, Angel. Why do we want to keep it out? Uh, because we want to like find out the truth. Yes, credibility. Yes, there actual fact. Right. Credibility. Thank you. Oh, oh, we we have a caller, Jesse. Oh no. Caller. Well, caller, you're live on Euphonia Radio. Okay. That sounds like that's like your your typical caller of ours. Okay, kill that. I got stuff to take care of here. I want to move on to Bashar. Let me talk about Bashar real quick, because you know time runs out on this show pretty quickly, and we want to get some good stuff here that I really do enjoy. And I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite channelers. His name's Daryl Anka, and he's been channeling Bashar for years and years and years and years. And it was funny because I was putting together the clips the other night for the show, and I noticed how ironic you can find a ton of Bashar stuff online. It's not as slick as Gaia by any, by any means because he's been doing it himself for a long, long time. <coughs> the point is, is that he's got a video up. Talk about irony. But it's about his predictions for 2017, which he does every year, and n- most of them are very general terming stuff. You know, there will be many changes. There will be many different people coming to power and climate unrest, right? So he does all yeah. that shit. But then he has the nerve to do a post, hey, I haven't heard the video yet, that says uh, there will be lots of New Age gobbledygook. There will be new- <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, that's you. <laughs> so it's they don't even know who they like anymore. Who knows? There's so many infighting going on. There always has been, but this is a real war at this point. I think it's the last war, and unfortunately, Dr. Stephen Greer makes it even harder because here's a guy trying to do some pretty good, solid work. Then he goes into crazy town. Then he goes into narcissistic land all the time, so you're gagging by the end of what he talks about. Well, I was the first, and I was the first, and I was the only one, and I did it first, and everybody learned from me, and I was the pioneer. Uh, I'm so smart and narcissistic. No, right? But he's doing all this good stuff. Then he goes into crazy town, and you're like, can't take this guy. But you have to take him. He's a leader in the field, and we deal with it. We try to support him where we can, and we try to stomach through the other stuff. Why? Because he's really doing, trying to do tangible stuff that's factual. He tries to go out and get whistleblowers. He tries to get the cream of the crop type people, ex-military, ex-mylabbers, etc., etc. But the other guys, no, they're not even in that vein. We don't have to draw a line. We, we have to draw a line. Okay. Let's play you some Bashar. Uh, let's do the first clip of Bashar, and I want you to listen to what he does first, which is that he gets into trance, like most of these folks. They start off with meditation, and they do breathing. They usually have a mic that's sort of near the middle of their chest, and they're able to do their sort of Darth Vader intro. I don't know if we'll be able to try to jack the volume if you can, Angel. <laughs> Are you going into a trance right now? All right. What is thy bidding, my master? Anyway, let's 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 play the clip and see what you pick out of it. But try to look at it in a different lens this time. Don't just sit there and just witness it or uh, listen to it. Obviously, just 
try to look at it from a perspective of listen to the audience reaction, listen to different components of this uh, from a mechanical perspective so we can break it down a little bit. Okay? Let's roll the clip. All right. Let's, uh, let's do that. Here we go. I want to say good day to you this day of your time. How are you all? How are you? I will take that as... I will take that as... We thank you, each and every one of you individually, all of you, individual, all of you together collectively, all of you together collectively, for the co-creation of this co interaction. Once again, each and every time your civilization interacts with our civilization in this way, it creates a link, a bridge, and a third reality in which we can one day interact more and more closely, more and more immediately. So we thank you for the co-creation of this new paradigm, this new reality in which we can all together learn to play. This day of your time, this transmission will begin with a discussion of imagination. Now we have talked about imagination many times. We would like to take the concept a little bit further this day of your time. We have reminded you of the synchronicity in many of the words that exist in various languages on your planet. We understand the channel's language is English. And in this context, we point out again, as many of you are already familiar with, the synchronicity of the word imagination. I, magi, nation. A nation of magicians is what you are. And you can use your imagination to create the kind of nation, the kind of world that you prefer. Imagination is an extremely powerful tool. And we will discuss in what ways this is so and how you can apply your imagination in very powerful ways to allow and to create the kinds of changes that you would prefer to represent within your lives, individually, and again, within your lives, collectively, globally. And as you thus then move out into the cosmos, into the stars, and join with us eventually, you will find imagination is going to play a very key role in your ability to do that. So let us begin. We will remind you, first of all, that we have talked about the idea that imagination is the conduit between your higher mind and your physical mind. It is the pipeline through which your higher mind communicates with you and through which in receiving that communication you can then, as physical beings, as physical personalities, apply the information, the imagination that comes from higher mind, the communication into your physical lives to alter them, to change them in ways that are more reflective of your passion, your excitement, your joy, your preference, or not. It is Got it? Yep. There we go. Okay. Okay. That's Bashar. That is. And imagination. We are all magicians. 
We're all magi- but what did you notice right off the bat? Like I said, for a different lens, the audience, and if you're there, it's electric, man. People get so excited when he comes into character. Okay, it's uh, it's very similar to you know going to see a show of somebody you really dig, and having them get on stage. You're excited, and people are excited, which makes them what more open to suggestion, more open to what Bashar has to say. What now? I just gave him two minutes of my valuable time, and in those two minutes, uh, I and look, I'm a reasonably intelligent guy. I definitely don't have an ego about my intelligence. Uh, I think I'm about average intelligence uh, for, for for a guy in this country. And I didn't learn anything from those two minutes. What I learned is that people are desperate. They're desperate for alien intervention. Sometimes at one point in my life, I may have been desperate for that too. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to get a career wanted to flop around L.A. forever, wanted to party. Uh, I didn't like the world. I didn't like people too much. Well, look to the stars. Go see Bashar. And I did. I went down to the Bodhi tree one right, but one night off of Melrose, I believe it is, still there. And they have the Bodhi tree annex, which is a little lecture room. It's very small. So I got to see him up close and personal. I didn't even know what I was doing, but here I am watching this guy, and I was like, wow, maybe I should just join on board this thing. Maybe I should just go full force into New Age. You know, I get to, you know, date kind of hippy-dippy girls, and this when I was single, and uh, hang out with people that are all kind of uh, weird and strange, and who cares if any of this shit's real? What is real? I've seen The Matrix. Nothing's real, right? So that's how you need to look at this. What is the sociological implications of these people becoming mainstream? Because that's what's happening right now with Gaia. They've repackaged Bashar. Okay, and, and I'm sure Bashar is pissed. He's not part of it. Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't have a Gaia subscription. I really should have one. We should Maybe, get one uh, just for shits and grins. What do you think? Of course I should. Just be able to monitor it. Right. I should have the guy the Gaia update, you know, is what I should have. Um, they're probably going to send some super soldiers after me in the next <laughs> couple of after hearing this program. I'll tell you. Well, that if you one. hear this, Sarah Connor, you better run. <laughs> hey, run. you know what? I'm a lot I'm a lot more worried about truck drivers coming after me uh, these days in my line of work. If that'll give you a hint, then. Than uh, my labs and super soldiers. Remember, we were joking about the other day. What, what's so super about the super soldiers? Yep. Well, it sounded like a dumb question, but it really was dead on, right? What yep. makes Corey good different from a guy at a party that just makes this shit up and talks a good game? Nothing. Does his background reflect anything to do with my lab, Mars, uh, lunar operation commands? Uh, ambassador to different alien races. Does he come across as a guy where you just uh, something's different here? I don't even think they picked a good guy. Or maybe they should have picked a guy with a weird eye or something like that where you would have been like, oh, okay. Or like that guy in the beer commercials where he's just so cool and you're like, okay, well, if we were going to pick a guy, we'd probably pick that dude. You, you, you get the Dos Equis guy. Like, you know, that's the guy you get. That's the guy I'm talking about. The Dos, right. Dos Equis guy. 
that's the guy you get for it. Like, I don't always see aliens, but when I do, they're from another galaxy. <laughs> that's the guy you get for disclosure. Yes. And Fuck yes. That's the guy you get for these movements. I don't Not always have paranormal activities but, happen. But when I do, but there's I get psychology probed. behind that. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. but there is psychology behind that, Angel. The psychology behind it is let's get a normal, regular Joe, right, who's not trying to bring – in fact, he didn't want to come out, okay? He was so busy, and he was so successful, Corey. This is his claims, although I haven't seen any proof of that either. Um, and, again, go to Bill Ryan's site, Project Avalon, and they get granular. Thank you, Bill and the gang. And this is the only problem I had with Camelot really back in the day was <clears> – <throat> You know, and um, maybe this is why they broke up to a certain degree. You have to ask people for the goods when you're talking to people like Corey Good. You got to ask for the goods, man. You need some tangible proof. You say you've gone to Mars, and your only proof is that another guy says he went too. That doesn't fly. That doesn't help me. And that's not going to fly with the people in my circles. And that's what they're doing. So if you ask for proof of this stuff, they will refer you to another individual that is telling a similar story. And then they'll be like, yeah, because you see, collaborating stories in a court of law, you would yes. win a case. And no, no, it doesn't mean it's true. You wouldn't win a case. He, that. They don't even claim that. They, right. they, it's not corroborating evidence because there's no evidence. Exactly. And this is what Bill Ryan speaks about. And I felt like the other day when I stumbled upon this, I don't, and, you know, in the New Age community, you know what I'd be saying right now is I was drawn to it. I needed to find other like minds, and they pulled me there. No, I stumbled across it because I thought about him, and I I do follow this stuff very intently, as you know. It's, it's my hobby. This is what I love. I believe in this. But I do believe if someone is telling you that they are – the ambassador to races of beings. And then the guy who comes out is Corey Good. No. But I see the psychology behind it. I see what they're doing. I see where they have to make him calm, gentle, uh, peaceful, but not too peaceful, not too new agey, right? Because that he, people aren't going to believe it. They're going to go, oh, no, he's just a fruitcake. We know that. We've seen that. That's Timothy Leary shit. He's not doing that. He's, he's really kind of a regular guy. Well, he's not, but he's coming across that way. Okay? So that's the psychology. With Bashar, it's the same kind of thing. You meet Daryl Anka. He's a regular guy, regular Joe. Um, and sure as shit, here he comes on. And, he, and when he goes into his motif, man, it's powerful. You heard it, and it was not pumped through your speakers, maybe. When you hear, oh, hello, on this day of your time, la, 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 it is powerful. And you listen, and that's what cults do, man. That's what cults do. They Over time, they will get you in many different ways from a psychological perspective. This is one of the ways, how they come across to, as you pointed out, Hey, there's kids paying money right now to watch other kids play video games online. Well, that sounds really fucking stupid, but no, Jess. Yeah. No, that's what's going on. 
So you can call it stupid, but guess what? It's not stupid to them. They're the new generation. They're the new guard. And if they're paying money for that crap, they like it. It's a commodity. It has merit. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't have merit. However, when you talk about this channeling stuff, it's different. It doesn't have merit because it has no proof. It doesn't have merit because it doesn't say anything that makes any sense. You come across, you come out of these sessions more confused than when you went in. But you spent 75 bucks. Do you see where I'm going? Okay. Yep. Let's let's get into another clip. I, I'm, I find this stuff fascinating. I can watch it for hours. And I'm not playing you the full clip so we can get through all of them because it's already uh, 9.30 here. Let's go into Daryl uh, Anka Explained. And this, this, this should be good, too, because, again, there's the entity Bashar, right. who is uh, an extraterrestrial that uses Daryl as a vessel to right. talk. So he gives up his body, like, just like, uh, a, half like my the body. exorcist. Right, right, right. You know, he's like, that, yeah, that's yeah. You remember that? Just don't give him a cross. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it hurt my throat. Okay, play the clip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Problems. I actually had a sighting where you physically saw a spacecraft. Yeah. It was not a figment of your imagination. They all thought so. If it was a figment, it was a mass figment, and it was very close, broad daylight, physical sightings, good long, solid sightings. And what I didn't understand then, and what I understand now is that sighting was Bashar's way of sort of tapping my subconscious memory to fulfill an agreement that I had made to do the channeling as I have now discovered. Most of the time he was fine, but every so often under stress, out would come delusional behavior. Truly stated in your world that the only thing that you do in fact have to fear is the fear itself because there is nothing, nothing, no thing inherent about any circumstance or situation that needs to create a negative result. End of the day we talked to him again when he was more tired and he began to manifest symptoms of psychosis. But the experiences you have in life, they do not create the belief to begin with. The belief within you creates the experience, which may then reinforce the belief and then recreate the experience and catch you up in that cycle that you call your catch-22. Where he talked about looking for messages to him in the papers, that, he was, that the FBI was following him. So simply, it takes an understanding that if belief creates the experience, once you change the belief, you will change the experience. And we guarantee 100% that is the effect that will occur. You can do it for yourself and create the proof you need for yourself to see that it will occur. And I realized he was heading for a psychotic break. Now, this is a very simple idea and a very simple answer for recognize what experience excites you with integrity the most in life itself it can happen to anyone and it's not a scandalous thing it can be dealt with yeah that is fantastic yeah so that was Bashar <laughs> that was Daryl explaining Darryl how fantastic. he got introduced to Bashar, right, and how he, uh, he, I guess he was summoned or whatnot, and all of a sudden, you know, Bashar's popping into I mean, him. They're, and uh, they're, they're two guys, so they're having like a bromance, kind of. 
No, no, no. That was the interviewer. <clears throat> oh, you mean Bashar and him? Yeah, yeah. It's like a romance. You know, I'm not positive. I think there's some other people that claim to channel Bashar as well. I'll have to uh, revert to my experts in chat land to confirm oh, okay. that. Okay. But, yeah, and, and here's the other thing, too. Of course, they're always calm, peaceful beings. They always want the best for us. Uh, they're, they're trying to help us. What do they fucking do? Do they clean the environment? No. Do they get rid of fossil fuels? No. Did they get rid of that shitty oil truck in front of my house the other day that was putting black smoke everywhere? No. Did they stop nuclear war? No. What do they do? What do they fucking do? Except take my $75. I'm sorry, but it's a, you know, come on. Answer that question. And then if you really try to listen to the shtick, it's a lot of silliness. It really is about using it. You don't need the channeling part. That ends up becoming the shtick for you to listen and to pay money. I get it. But, hey, man, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Okay. So channeling. Uh, I don't know who your favorite channelers are. This guy uh, is definitely one of my favorites. If you want to check him out, hours, hours. Uh, but there's a new guy. There's a new guy, Angel, I found. And I think this Uh-oh. guy, as far as entertainment factor, is starting to take the cake for me. Now, keep in mind, as you all know, I am a YouTube buff, like many of you. And I even go to YouTube for any product, just like you do. If I get something in the mail, uh, like a toy, I immediately go to YouTube, learn everything about it, and before it shows up, and then when it shows up, I know how to use it. If it's broken, I go to YouTube. To put it together, I go to YouTube. You name it. I even go to YouTube, Angel, for fast food reviews. Okay? okay. There is a guy. There's a guy on YouTube. His name is Robert Dyer. D-Y. Oh, I've heard of him. You've heard of this guy? I think it's D-Y-E-R. I'm not sure. Yeah. Robert Dyer, you can't miss it. He is a strange character who does... All he does is fast food reviews. He even does frozen dinners. Okay? He does like Hungry Man and shit. Like people still eat that shit. This guy's colon must be so fucked up. (laughs) Full of just putrid, just processed junk. But I live in that big of a dude, dude. He's not that big of a guy, too. No, he's a little guy. He's a sickly looking guy. But if I see a. And he has this alter ego comedy thing he tries to insert that's actually kind of scary. It's very kind of like, ooh, I don't know. Anyway, I live across the street from a Taco Bell, which is dangerous. I mean, I live 25 feet from a Taco Bell. That would be really, really dangerous for me. Let me 25 feet. I'm not not joking. Okay. And I was there today, in fact. Um. I tried the new naked chicken chips. Oh. Just like their so version good. of chicken fries, I guess. And it comes with a little nacho cheese dipping sauce. Uh, it was delicious. What can I say? Did um, you try that not, the, the naked chicken uh, burrito? Oh, are you kidding me? I, that, when they took that down, there were people just absolutely pissed. I was yeah, I, I shed tears. I shed tears. I did. Yeah, because oh, that was like so the best menu item for me. Anyways, it all I'm trying to say is uh, 
there is a reason to go onto YouTube for me for just about anything from cooking to fast food to uh, you name it. And I urge you to check out. Look at this uh, targeted individuals I learned about. I mean, wow. Yeah, you know, I did a naked chicken review, uh, by the way, video on YouTube for the uh, naked chicken. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this. You haven't seen that video? Really? No. Oh, it was so good. I I'll get this. You can check it out. And I love the naked chicken sandwich. Um, oh, Robert so Dyer, he's my go-to whenever uh, whenever um, Taco Bell releases something new. I go to Robert's channel, and he always starts off the same way. Well, I was in the drive-thru at the Taco Bell the other day, and wouldn't you know, they got a new item, the naked chicken sandwich, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we're getting down to the wire here. I want to play you a guy that I think is, it's all its all packaging, right? So it's what's your stick, uh, your shtick. This guy's shtick is he is the E.T. whisperer, like the dog whisperer. Okay, you, you with me? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Caesar Milan. I love Caesar. Mm -hmm. I know a guy who runs his website for years. Uh, he's head of uh, Caesar's Digital, you know, because Caesar's Caesar's uh, huge. So he actually has like a digital department instead of just a website. But <clears throat> uh, I love him. I love his videos, and the packaging is terrific. This guy is the ET Whisperer. And this is what I'm talking about is that if I was just a regular Joe and I was knee-deep in ufology, I was doing research for years, I tried to do a book, it flopped, let's say. And then I tried to do some lectures on some important cases, nobody cared. Uh, I went to some local hokey-doke uh, conferences, uh, I lost about $150. Okay, So you can't pay your rent. What can you do? What to do? Well, you're not going to be Art Bell. Those days have gone. They're gone and dead. And out of the people making money from doing UFO radio or power radio, it's probably you know less than one percent actually make a dime. And that's the truth. So that's yeah, those, that's very honest, right there. Yeah. yeah, and that's and those are very bad odds if you want to try to yep. take those on and say, well, I'm going to be different. You're not. Mm -hmm. uh, chances are, but good luck to you. And I will support you if you're good. Because as you know. This show points out what's kick-ass, and right now it's Bill Ryan. Bill Ryan is kick-ass right now. Never thought I'd say that, by the way. Hats fucking off to Bill Ryan. Because Jesse Randolph, talking about Corey Good for the past few months, eh, okay, okay. Bill Ryan has a lot of following and a lot of loyal supporters, so good for him, because that wasn't easy to do. Uh, I don't think Bill Ryan was out to get Corey. I think he's just a little sickened on how this is playing out. And if you have the goods on someone, like I did on Dames, it's not that I wanted to ruin Ed Dames. I enjoyed listening to him for years. I just didn't want him trying to say he could find missing kids. And when I was knee-deep in it, where can you go? You have to do the right thing sometimes. So I had to expose him. Point being is uh, everybody has their different charade, and if I was a broke person in ufology, or I didn't want to go that route because I didn't see a, an angle for me to pay my bills. I mean, everybody wants to get off the desk job. That's what we do every day. We try to figure out a way to not have to go to our shit job, for the most part. 
Some people love what they do. I think that's less than 1% people, too. I love my job. I do. No, you don't. You're such a liar. I love it. Do not. You complain about it all the time, you bullshit I, I, artist. I get to sit there and sell cars and oh, yeah, sit there and talk to people I, on the phone. Oh, and they're so nice. and they. Oh, yeah, they kind of, baby. I love it. Just give them a price and they go, sure. Let me go get my credit card. That's it. Right? I mean, that's all you do, really. You're like uh, CarMax, right? Or you just go there and you're like, don't talk to me. Just open up the car, show me I the price. I put sleazy in sleazy car salesman. <clears throat> that's what I do. Yeah, I would not want to buy a car from you only because I know that I would probably get talked into, like, the uh, Cheech and Chong package. Sir, don't worry about the uh, scotch tape holding up the bumper. It runs perfectly. <laughs> You see this right here? This right here? This is the same material used in the space shuttle. Oh, look. There's your... There's in the space shuttle. <laughs> the, Which one? The, look, the, cha- the Challenger. The Challenger. Your that's na- the one. <laughs> your naked what, chicken review. Soon? You put it in the chat room. Yeah, no, I did. Like, like 10 minutes ago. Man. Isn't that crazy? Are, still are you spells, watching this? Who still are spells you, my name with an I? Come on, guys. Are, are you are you watching the uh, video? No, or? I'm doing a fucking radio show live that no oh, one's okay, probably well. listening to. But well, no, the point is, I, I cannot listen and, and watch the Naked Chicken Review. I, I, I'm starving, so I, I saw it. <laughs> okay, let's get into this clip. I want to play you someone who's more current. I don't know how many followers this guy has, but this was sent to me. I put the word out last week or the week prior and said, hey, I want to do a show about some of the more interesting channelers that you like. Send me some clips. Somebody sent me this guy, the, the uh, E.T. Whisperer. And I said, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's his shtick. You know, okay. It's, he's morphing off of pop, pop culture, and, and that's what all these guys are doing. They're, you just have to put a different lens on, pull back, and say, okay, what's going on here? And then separate. Star Wars, which David Wilcox will tell you is absolutely true, by the way. The story of Star Wars. I'm going to start changing my uh, thoughts on David Wilcox from now on. I know. I know you were going to say that. The point being is that... Five heads. Put your entertainment, leave it at Comic-Con door, and then when you talk about ufology, deal with facts. Okay? Yeah. Travis Walton is so popular, not because he said he was abducted. Who cares? It's because he passed the lie detector test, man, multiple times. It's because he has not only witnesses that were there, not other guys who claim to have the same experience, guys who were there, multiple people, regular guys with pretty good track records as far as credibility, not in the scene, another factor to think about. So they're not interested in making And they all passed lie detector tests. They all fucking passed. And uh, speaking of not wanting to make money, most of these guys are in hiding. They don't want anything to do with well, not with Travis. Money. Travis, well, not Travis. Travis has been out of the open, but there's a couple of the guys that really want nothing to do with the media. They don't want any spotlight. They don't want them, you know, They don't care about making any no, money off of it. They want it to go never, away. Excuse me. I you are 100 percent right. I have never seen one of the other. Uh, I want to see the the Memphis Three. No, you know the. The Colorado Ten or whatever these guys were, um, his 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 his, his uh, friends that he worked with, were they they were lumber guys, right? Right, right, right. I mean, those have they've kind of like semi come forward as Mike Rogers, which is like his buddy, <laughs> best friend at the time, and okay. Steve Pierce has come forward uh, last couple of years with uh, you know his 
part of it and his, you know, his side and his view of the whole thing and his own personal experiences that he's had in the last uh, couple decades. And uh, he's, you know, done his fair share of, like, going around, the, you know, doing the rounds and the uh, conventions and stuff. But other than those two guys, I mean, the rest of the, the crew, they want nothing yeah, to do with him, man. And, and- you know, it's funny. They, they all pass their, they pass their light, they all pass their lie detector test, they all say it happened, it was real, and they want nothing else to do with it. That's it. Yeah, can you name me, and, uh, this is a trivia question for anyone in chat as well. Name me a ufology whistleblower that has come forward and to this day not only was incredibly powerful and, uh, took the scene by storm, but, here's the caveat, has never wanted to make money, never signed a book deal, never made a movie, never did Larry King, etc. Name that guy, and you will be very hard to think about who that could be. It would be hard for you because most of these guys, that's what they do. They package up a story, an image, right, a, a, a persona, right? And then they have to get all the merchandise available. So they're ready to go. They need the book. Okay. Then they need the video. Okay. And we see this on the amateur level, which is done really badly, by the way, by many. So it's quite comical when people, like, make their own documentaries at home. It's just 90% of the time it's really hokey. So, but they have to have it because that's the only way they're going to make money. Then they have to have the donation site. Then they have to go do the lectures. So they have to hobnob with those people. And all along, this whole series of this persona, this merch, all this stuff is geared so they don't have to work that desk job. And so some would think to themselves, you know, is there anything really wrong with that? No, if they're being upfront. But if they're upfront about it being a shtick, nobody will spend the money. It's like going to see... Chris Angel, who, by the way, sucks. Don't go to a show in Vegas. It was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Really? And I, used to, I used to like the television program. Uh, my brother, who, uh, uh, who knew how he did all his tricks, would blow it for me. And I'd, you know, I'd get all pissed. But then sometimes I'd be like, okay, how did he do that trick where he was on top of the fucking casino and he snapped his fingers and now he's downstairs coming out the front door and things like that. How did he levitate? How did he cut that girl in half and all that shit? You go to a show and he does none of that. He does this like Roy bullshit where he's like, you know, walking around and there's lots of lights and smoke. And there's really no good tricks. It was really weird. Uh, I was very disappointed. Well, the, the, and I spent, the, like, trick is post, the trick is in post-production with, you know, the cameras and all the effects that he added on, on to it later. I mean, it's all post-production, you know, magic. It's not, most of that stuff is not really done there the way you would believe it's done there, you know, like in front of the crowd. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought it would be fucking better because yeah, they have a specific theater at the, uh, what's the, the Luxor, where we stay, mm-hmm. okay? I, I took my fiancé. It was, it was a lot they of fun. In that sense, David Blaine is better. If one of, oh, one of I think David Blaine is so much better. And look, Chris Angel's from my hood, where I grew up. He's from Long Island. Uh, but his shtick is, uh, it's nauseating. But when it first came out, I dug it. And he's done a really good job with it. So hats off to him. But the point being is, 
magicians. And Bashar alluded to it with his imagination. <laughs> we are magin, magi, magicians. Lord of the Rings. Right. So Harry what's Potter. The point? Does David Blaine come out? Does Chris Angel come out? Does Copperfield come out and say, hey, FYI, all this is bullshit, but it's pretty fun, huh? No, they don't do that. But there is this sort of understanding that this is for entertainment. They don't try to persuade you that this is real. This show is real, what you just saw. So you should change your life and do A, B, and C and also listen to X, Y, Z. And that's where it gets scary. And that's why this guy, Scary Good, Corey Good here, and the Wilcox crew, now they have this machine behind them, Gaia. And that's where it's starting to get scary because they have money. They have talented, talented production people. And that is a perfect storm for ufology kids. So definitely check that. Let's run this clip. We're going to run out of time. This is the E.T. Whisperer in our channeling montage of clips here tonight of some of the best of, greatest hits. This guy is a new kid on the block. Let's play the clip. Let's play him, the whisperer. Thank you guys so much for joining us for yet another monthly galactic channeling. Last month, Ardiff brought forward the Andromedans. I believe the race was the Ten Snow. And the Ten Snow were an amazing race that shared a little bit about themselves and their perceptions for mankind and Earth in general. So we want to bring forward another entity from the galactic consciousness. And we hope that you guys enjoy. Myself, uh, Rob Gothier, the E.T. Whisper, and Kalina Angel from E.T. Whisper is going to continue sharing this. If you guys want to catch this video every month, make sure to subscribe. Thanks, guys. Love ya. Greetings to you all. This is Otterdiff. That is L-I-D-I-F, and this is its spell. Today we bring forward yet another consciousness from the Galactic Collective Consciousness, bringing forward insight and perception from yet another race who has intimately worked with the human collective consciousness. As per normal, Pleiadian consciousness is known throughout mankind in many different ways and many different formats. This Pleiadian race is exceptionally connected to you. We will bring them forward in one moment. Greetings. Of the channeling. In salutations to all our fellows out here on the galactic front. I would just like to say that I'm taking a trip with my good friend Robin Leach Randolph over here, and we're going to go fronting our space brethrens all over the cosmos. Brethrens, I love it. Wow, I don't know what that, what are we listening to here, Jesse? I mean, this is uh, it's it's the commonality. We're looking for the commonality of these clips. These are from different time spans. They're from different locations in the country and the globe. Actually, the first one was British, I believe, uh, and then of course he did uh, have kind of like a British accent. Yes, he did. This guy's very uh, proper British. Tea and with the Queen. 
if you look him up, the ET Whisperer, he's kind of like a like a hacky sack Dave Matthews looking guy. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah yes, got, yep, yep, got, yep, you're right. right, yep, yeah. Um, in fact, I saw a Dave Matthews cover band on Axis the other night. It was pretty funny. Anyways, okay. Let's keep playing the clip. Can we go back to it here? Because uh, I, I want to show Ken, Mr. Randolph. Yes. <laughs> it is Thank very you. exciting to speak to all of you today. My own name is Stan, and I am from Freadian race. Now, wait a minute. What's his name? Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. My <laughs> name is Staff. My name is Staff. 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 I think it's like staff. 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 It's a bunt. I think there's an S C H in it. S C H F. Okay, play the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Pleiadian means a great deal to many of you. You feel Pleiadian connections. You feel Pleiadian insight in your dreams. You pull on Pleiadian energy so much that you build Pleiadian archives in your mind. Some of you understand Pleiadian nature very well, and some of you understand the nature of the Pleiadian overall energy. Some of you aren't aware. There are thousands of Pleiadian races. In the Pleiades itself, there are more stars than humans believe. In the Pleiades region, the main stars that you're aware of, there's one star specifically that calls to most of you, and that is Alcyon. Our own race does not come from that star. We come from a star that is pronounced Electra. And this star is one that links our own selves to your race deeply. Coming from the star Electra, we are a human species, just as you are. Humans call Pleiadians perfect humans, designer humans, unflawed humans. We think of ourselves as just as human as you. Our own looks are very similar. There is not a shade of difference between a 12% difference in light spectrum of our hair. It goes from a very yellow blonde to a very white blonde, and that is the only difference in hair color. Our eyes are either blue, green, or blue-green. We have male and female on our own planet. Let's talk about what our planet is. Our planet is a lot like yours, minus the storm activity. We have various regions in our planet. Beautiful lakes, large seas, great mountainous regions, and also forest regions. There are different types of forest regions, 11 in our own planet but the majority of them are very similar to the way uh, your tropical forests are. They're lush and full of different life. The animal life we have is very vast, and we have a great variety of that life. Every animal that is on our planet is completely connected to us. There are a few animals that you have on your planet that we're aware of that are really connected to you guys. The animals like dogs and cats and dolphins are the ones that you think are very smart and very connected to humans. Every single species that lives on our planet is connected in that way to us. We are approximately 
900 to 1,200. Now, have you seen have you seen Clerks too? <laughs> remember the little no, dorky I, I kid? I really hate that guy. No, you remember I the dorky that kid that works in, in the uh, behind the uh, in the uh, whatever yeah. the fast food place? The little dorky kid who, uh, who loves Lord of the Rings. That's what that reminds okay. me of. All right. Well, uh, you know, here's the thing. It, it's it must be so. Uh, the reason for putting him on was to show you guys the spectrum. But there's so many commonalities that that weird silly accent. Okay, that ends up sounding like proper British and then goes into like Jersey. I don't know what's going on there, but it's always very similar. It's always very peaceful folks that are so much more advanced than us. They don't have issues like we have anymore. They don't have pollution. They don't have war. Everybody gets along. Animals don't get slaughtered and eaten in bond meat sandwiches and things of that nature. No, no, sir. Way beyond that. Puppies and kitties get along. All that good shit. The point is, is that if you go to this stuff, if you buy into it, if you're searching for it, from a psychological perspective, this is going to bring you in. I'm telling you. The channeling is very dangerous in that respect. And the people who become popular, or the people who decide, hey, I'm going to take this up. Let's say I used to work, I used to be a third-rate actor. Now I'm going to become a channeler. Like, I think Daryl Anka worked in Hollywood for years, FYI. Point is, is that we have to watchdog these folks. We have to police this a little bit. That's our job here. Some people might call us haters. We're not haters. Make as much money as you can. Just let's try to keep it in its own sector. I don't ask what to do about my life or the state of the world or how I should react to it. I don't ask Chris Angel those questions. I go to him to see magic, which I know is fake but very fun. It's an illusion from uh, imagination. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed tonight's channeling program featuring uh, our case study of Bashar. And I wanted to play so much more, and there is tons. I didn't play any female channelers. There are a plethora, okay? So many, but I will say this, commonalities, beautiful people, blonde, blue-eyed, uh, you name it. There's never any ugly aliens. Those are the bad guys. There's a lot of alien racism going around. I think Greer brought that up, and uh, I think it was astute. It's already started. You can tell it's man-made. Really? The, bl- the blonde, blue-eyed aliens are the good ones, and they all have great figures and great boobs? Yeah. Do they have free tit jobs and... Uh, Pleiades and the Pleiades? lips. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's, yeah, crazy. That's where going with that. Look, put it in its place, folks. Beware the guy, a machine. We will be here. Support Bill Ryan in his efforts to at least bring about facts um, and others that are joining on that because people are sick of it, man. They're sick of sitting in the background watching this unfold, knowing that Coast and all that stuff has jumped the shark years ago. The show they used to love and sort of count on for the sort of it's gone so much further than that. Now it's a machine coming after us saying we don't need proof anymore, kids. You guys are old school. This is the new way. The new way is to make it anything we want to make it and keep using Lawrence Fishburne as our guy. What is real? The Matrix, right? We don't have to prove it. 
But yes, they did in The Matrix. They had to prove it to Neo. They had to show him where he really came from for him to believe it. And that's important. Go to Corey Good's website. Look at what he has to say about why he has no evidence of his claims. Look at the age regression claims that people make these claims about as far as how they are somehow biologically reverted in age. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever from a scientific perspective, not even on a tangent level. Don't trust people that are using other whack nuts to corroborate their story. That is not evidence. We will be discussing this and more next week. Do you know what our show is about next week? No idea. Oh, my goodness. I'm keeping this one a secret. Oh, boy. It's not going to be about naked chicken. It's going to be about (laughs) some really good stuff. And that's the whole point. Now we're using our media to our advantage. The amateur folks are coming out of the closets. Okay, They're telling it like it is. And they're saying, no, we don't want this. We don't want Gaia taking over ufology and telling us that the blue avians are our friends and they're up there and we should believe what they say and they're helping us. They're not helping us. Okay, If you really want alien intervention, ask for it. It's not there. Okay, We need it. And I think a lot of people look to God and religion for that perspective. Right? I need help. I need assistance. My life is in turmoil. The world is screwed. Help. A higher being. That's what they, these guys are representing themselves to be. Channeling, in my opinion, two thumbs down. I think tonight will help you discern where to put it in its place. Entertainment value, 10. Credibility level, subpar. For everyone else listening out there, thank you for joining the show tonight. Share it with your friends. Hopefully it made you laugh a little bit. A little chuckling is always welcome here because it's funny. This stuff is pretty funny. What people decide to go with as their angle towards paying the rent sometimes cracks me up. Next week, we'll be here normal time, Thursday, 8 p.m. If you want to get in touch with us during the week, you know how to do it. Email us. We're always on Facebook. We're not hard to find. I'm going to reach out to Corey uh, and see if he wants to join the program. I'll let you know what happens with that ASAP. Uh, I will also ask David Wilcock to be on if he wants to. Anybody who really wants to, although I am shying away from certain guests, I apologize if you've been turned down for the show. I'm only looking for specific individuals, and I don't want to keep hurting people's feelings if they come on with a shtick that has no evidence whatsoever, and they're going to expect Angel and I to just sit there and twiddle our thumbs. We will not do that. Now, if you have the goods and you believe that you have a reason to be on the program because you want to share your evidence and your story, that's totally different. Uh, Feel free to contact us and we'll work it out. But other than that, we're going to stick to the game plan we've been going, which is trying to fight this good fight together, keeping you informed of what's going on in the UFO community, exopolitics community, on a high level of scrutiny, a high level of scrutiny together. With that being said, Jesse Randolph here at the helm, Portland, Oregon, Euphonaut Radio. Man, how many years have we been on? I don't know. But we're going to continue, and we're having fun, and that's the whole point. Everybody else listening out there, we'll see you next Thursday, 8 p.m. Take care, everybody.